the beautiful thing about niching down is that you are going to put a bunch of people off. Potential clients of yours are looking and going, well, that person doesn't speak to me. I'm going to go and buy from this other person whose program is twice the price and may not even be half as good. Yet, because they could communicate it better than you with their niche, they got the sale. Hello and welcome to the Big Vision Business Owners Podcast. This is the place for business owners that have a message that they want to share with the world. And we'll be talking on this podcast about how to get seen online, how to raise your visibility and actually get your message out there so that you can have that impact on the world. We are all about creating a true connection with your audience, building a community around your podcast, what you do that feeds into your business that can lead to growth, leads and more sales. And finally, we're all about changing the world, changing the way the world thinks by helping you to share your message so you can have that impact, leave that lasting legacy and be part of greater change in the future. And I'm your host, Chantelle Dyson, who's here to do it with you along the way. I'll be sharing my expertise and experiences with being a big vision business owner, with being able to create content online the clever way, which means not having to spend hours on your phone. And together, we'll be looking at how we can raise your profile online to get your message seen and heard. And with that, let's get on with today's episode. We are talking today about the idea of whether or not to niche down in your business and your podcast or not. Niching or niche, as you might have heard it, that's the Americanism. We are sticking with niche throughout this entire podcast. Niche, to have a niche market, is all about having a specialism in a market space for a product or a service. And niching is a hot topic as to whether you should do it or not. The reason is, is because you look around and you see all of these people that are very successful and they don't appear to have a niche anymore like they do self-confidence or they do purpose or they're about business and you go well they're doing it and I'm really really scared about niching down I'm really worried about going all in on that one person and then what am I going to do put off all these other people and yes you'll be sitting there thinking look Chantel if I niche down I'm going to put people off And I absolutely agree, you will be. The beautiful thing about niching down is that you are going to put a bunch of people off. And that is exactly what we want in marketing. Because if you haven't heard the phrase before, if you try to speak to everyone, you speak to nobody at all. If you make generalisms about what it is that you're trying to help people solve the problem, I want to help you get confident. Confidence is one of the worst things that you can say that you sell or or help people to achieve because everything is confidence. I don't sell confidence, but I definitely give people confidence in being able to launch a podcast. I don't sell confidence, but I definitely give people confidence in terms of using platforms, of creating content. I don't sell confidence, but I help people to get back to dating. I'll caveat in a minute. I don't sell confidence, but I help pupils become better at maths, which in turn builds their confidence at maths. Absolutely everything, if you're the kind of person I'm expecting is listening to this podcast, is to do with confidence. Even having the knowledge is what gives you the confidence, because if you feel like you know what to do, you're more more inclined to think you can do it. 
because you now have the knowledge. The only one that I did sell was single life confidence. And I have toyed over this for a long, long time. I couldn't think of, I still couldn't think of a better thing. That was when I had the dating strand separately. I thought about solo trips, but realistically, there was no better. And the way my audience described it was just confidence. There wasn't anything that I could come up with. So that's the only time I've ever stuck with single life confidence was the program. I did start back in the day. Back in the day, I was a confidence coach because I had made the same mistake that you did. I committed and thought confidence. But it's so fluffy. Confidence applies everywhere. And it's not actually something you provide because it's a feeling. You can feel confident one minute about one thing and then you can feel unconfident about something else another minute. It's a feeling that changes quite quickly. And so confidence in that sense, is not something to niche down on. If you if you niche on anything, it's not that. But another thing that we sometimes get wrong with niching is that we think that the niche is our market people. It's our ideal client. It's not. Niching down is all about being focused on the problem that you solve for people. And what you're trying to do is take people from, and this is a James Wedmore concept, business by design. You're taking people from a sad state, usually, that they're in uh, a negative mindset, something negative, something letting them down, making them feel lonely, disappointed, and you are taking them to a happy, happy point, a positive place. There is a transformation that occurs and you are solving the problem for that person, taking them through that transformation, which may include confidence, but it's not confidence. And Between those two states, as James Wedmore describes it, is the vehicle. What it is that takes that person from the the negative state to the positive state. And the vehicle is not your program. The vehicle is the general thing. So he describes it when he's talking about people not getting seen online, getting seen online. And his vehicle back in the day was YouTube. He then so happened to have some sort of YouTube program. In my instance, same actual problem. Not getting seen online or not being able to influence enough people with their message, if I want to go real specific to getting people seen online and being able to spread their message more. My solution, my vehicle, pardon me, is podcasting. And I offer a specific solution in podcasts to prospects as a program that supports that. Um, People for content clubs. A content club is, um, oh, what kind of vehicle? The vehicle is accountability. The solution I specifically offer for that accountability and a little bit of guidance is content creation club the sorry state to the happy state is not getting your content done to having it planned and knowing what to do and actually scheduling it. You know, there's the states that come in there. So in terms of a niche, I help people to get seen online through social media and podcasting. And I can kind of let go of each of those words each and every time. If I want to get real specific with social media, I help people get seen online on Instagram and TikTok or through short form video content. It's so interesting because obviously I also do the podcasting. So I help people get seen online, make more sales in their business through podcasting, etc. So you want the benefit there. So I do help people to get seen online. But what else does that help people do? And this is all about coming up with these vision seeds is a concept that I've learned from Matthew Elwell. I can't think what other statements, the statement thing, you know, what you write in your Instagram profile comes up so often. So I can't, for all the years now that I've been doing this, I don't know who first told me it. James Memo would have started. I've heard some bits from other coaches. Having these things that you can say quickly and know exactly what you do. If the other person couldn't tell what you're able to do, it's not niche enough. Even me saying, I help people to get seen online through podcasting. Wonderful. 
You could be a bit more mysterious and say, I help people get seen online so they can increase their business, grow their business. I don't like increase to grow their business activity. I don't like business activity too general. So it's about being clear and concise with what you're saying when you niche down. And I throw the podcasting in because I think there's just so many ways to get seen online. I want to make sure that I stand out. I don't want to sound like the same as everybody else. And I don't want to have to come up with anything clever. Just I help people get seen online and therefore do that through podcasting. That's nice and simple. You know, if you meet me, if I say that, you know what I do. I can say through content, but content's loads. Oh, I just suddenly like, oh, what content? And and I get people asking me about LinkedIn and I'm like, I don't do LinkedIn. Nope, sorry, podcasting or TikTok and Instagram. So just having that remit. And that's what I can get known as. That's what you will be able to do if you decide to niche down as something. Rather than being a health coach for all women, I know plenty of people that are there for fertility, for relationships, for food and nutrition, that kind of stuff. You know, it's not just for women and you're doing everything. It's not just women's health. You're doing their management of their emotions. You're covering their diet. It's a, and you get known for those. I know that somebody that won't mind me mentioning this, I'm sure, is Marie, Marie Frost, who has shared her experience too of the fact that she was working with women, women's health. But once she focused in on the menopause, like the attraction, the, the you know, people coming towards her has just, gone significantly more so than it was before. And I had exactly the same. So back when I first became the clever content creator, that wasn't my first name, by the way. Um, I was talking about social media. I just said, I do. I help people learn social media. Had to become more specific. And I was like, Instagram and TikTok, because I was getting asked about Facebook and LinkedIn. I don't mind a bit of Facebook, but LinkedIn, not my realm at all. But people had this impression when I said it. And I was playing with that, letting people know who I was. And I was at a conference. And Lisa Johnson was talking, if you've not heard of Lisa Johnson, wonderful business strategist coach. And she was talking, I've heard her talk before, but she was talking again about how she really went in on just one thing and pitched herself as the expert as that. And as she was talking, this was when the idea for the podcast came because I'd had some struggles. I kept going, I know it is Instagram and TikTok that I do, and I am good at those. But in my process, it actually goes higher than that. I have one single thing above that, but I can't help people specifically with blogs. That's not my area of expertise. I had been toying with this whole podcast idea. As she was speaking, I was thinking, oh, fuck it. I've just got to do it. I've just got to go in and do this now. So I think it was day one, halfway through like the, the day after she'd spoken. I was lunchtime. I was mapping it out, speaking to my friend Chris. He does WhatsApp automation. Fantastic guy if you ever need him. And um, I was going, what about this? What do you think? How do I vision see this? How do I do that? And we were thrashing out the idea. And it's been a couple of months since then. And even though I've niched down on podcasting, the content stuff has come up even more than before. Because there is crossover. Don't get me wrong. I haven't stopped talking about content at all. But there's this thing that people know me as the podcast person. But then they also know that I repurpose my podcast left, right and centre. And then have this whole thing about content, getting on top of it, repurposing. So by niching down into something and still explaining the process, I've somehow continued to attract people regarding content. And you might be fearful that there will be a financial dip. When I was doing Single Life Confidence, which as far as I'm concerned was not niche enough, but I still to this day have not been able to like nail that down. I, through a number of reasons though, but wasn't making the kind of money that I needed to be able to push this over into a business. I have been in this social media game, as it were, for just under six months. And 
in that time, I've generated 6.8K's worth of sales. Most of that, nearly 6K of it, is in the bank. It's there. So there's only a K to come on like payment plans. And that tells me that through niching down, which therefore allowed me to have clear messaging, I have been able to put myself out there. Plus, don't get me wrong, a sales strategy, which is helpful. But at the same time, it's all... It's all confidence in yourself. The minute you niche down, you know what you're talking about. The minute you niche down and you know what you're talking about, you know what to make your content about. Once you make your content about stuff, you know how to communicate with the audience you're trying to appeal to rather than thinking, oh, but what about them? And what about them? And what about them? And then you're kind of putting yourself between all these four things. Imagine a content strategy where you're trying to cover too many things. And maybe in hindsight on reflection, that is why single life confidence didn't work because it went in so many places. Whereas if I just focus on making friends whilst you're single, maybe if I just focus, just focused on dating, which I think is the most lucrative, dating whilst you're single, if I just focused on solo trips, maybe my messaging in each case would have been clearer and they could have been different offers. I can call myself a single life confidence coach, but actually being really specific on the offers rather than trying to like amalgamate them and make it single life confidence. Over time, that would have been the best idea. I personally think make a really solid foundation in a making friendship course. Keep running that. Then go in and do that with dating. Then go in and do that with solo trips. And suddenly you've now got a trio that makes single life confidence. Hindsight is a beautiful thing. And I was probably told it over and over and over again. But I, like most struggling entrepreneurs, make that mistake. We make that mistake that by being more general, you'll attract more people. When the reality is, is that because you don't have a clear niche, your messaging won't be clear enough. You won't get to speak directly to your audience and you won't appeal to anyone. And you're left there struggling to get your message out there whilst potential clients of yours are looking and going, well, that person doesn't speak to me. I'm going to go and buy from this other person whose program is twice the price and may not even be half as good, yet because they could communicate it better than you with their niche, they got the sale and they were the people that were able to take that transformation through. And this is why you need to think carefully about your niche and why it's something that you want to do. When you go to the doctors, you start usually with a GP. And that's okay. That's okay until you realise you've got a knee problem. And the last person in the medical field that you want is the GP. You want the the specialist. When I had my ovarian cyst, oh my life, I wouldn't have wanted my GP doing a surgery on my ovarian cyst. No thanks. No thank you. Not unless you've got history in it. I would quite prefer the person that's got a specialism in that area of the body has done this operation a number of times and take me through that process, please. Because I was scared enough of dying anyway, let alone if I thought that someone was a generalist. Oh, so you do arms, you do legs, you do brains. What about this area? Oh, a couple of times, have you? Or would I prefer the person that's done it a hundred times? I know which person. (laughs) I know which person it would be. So there's a little bit of my experience and just to put it in that kind of context for you as to why niching can be so important and what it can bring you. Now, just to really hit that point home, I want you to think about people that you have purchased from. So obviously when I talk about a doctor, I didn't really have a choice and I was referred on to a specialist. But when I think about my year and what I have invested in, in training and in conferences, I knew I needed sales. And funnily enough, I went and purchased and invested in a sales training program. It wasn't a do everything program. 
it was sales training. When I've gone to conferences, I have gone to conferences that were pitched at experts and course creators. That's me. I have gone to events that are about podcasting because that's what I'm involved with. Whereas if like, (laughs) there are so many marketing conferences that I basically get to pick and choose which one I go to. Whereas if someone said to me that they were going to run a how to market on podcasting or a podcasting conference, I'm going to go to that over something else. And the same with if it was about short form video content or Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, like there's certain ones I'd want to go to for certain reasons. And there'd be certain reasons I want to go to LinkedIn, like maybe a whole LinkedIn conference is something to do because there's so many people out there that want to learn LinkedIn. And so when you go to some events, like you do want to catch all because you're like, I don't really know what I need. I need to hear from all these different people. Give me ideas. Let me know what I need. Or you need some sort of audit to do. But when I think about what's been a no brainer for me to buy. So I know, I will tell you now, the Lucky Night Studio Girls, I actually don't know their names off the top of my head, but they are people that specialize in website design and they can do it for you or they can give you templates, etc. Great, colorful brand. They have an SEO course coming out in January. Now, I know the basics of SEO. I might even have bought a little course before. Even with that in mind, now I think about it, I should probably dig it out. But even with that in mind, I know at the moment I need to up some of the SEO because I'm starting to use YouTube, which is not website, but it's based all on the same principles. And I know I've already signed up to their waitlist because they've got a hundred pound off of the course if you're on the waitlist. And I'm interested because I want SEO. The more specific you can be, the more convincing it is to someone to be able to buy. So just think about your purchases in the last year in terms of what you want. I don't know if it makes it any easier to imagine as well, but if you have seen an item of clothing on somebody else and you know you want that item of clothing, you're going to type exactly what you want into Vinted. Sometimes I want to browse, but if I know what I'm looking for, I'm just going to type it in and look for it. And that therefore means that we need to be niche. When I was looking for Nao to do my socials, I typed in social media manager on Instagram. I knew what I was looking for. Then there was a whole other bunch of things that they had to get past, such as are your prices transparent on your website? Yes, they are. Perfect. You are for me and I like your style. But there's this thing where we've got to be really obvious about what we do so that people can find us with ease. Now, for most entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast at this stage, I would expect that you are in the early stages of your business, like first few years, getting through those first few sales, establishing your courses and programs. And therefore, this absolutely applies to you in your current situation, in your business. You will need to have a nice, clear niche. And I can hear you already going, but Chantel, Jay Shetty doesn't have that niche. No, Mel Robbins doesn't have that niche. Tony Robbins doesn't have a niche. Well, let hang on a second. For those that don't know, I've been told this information beyond, but Tony Robbins started by specialising in phobias. He now does a lot more general personal development work. Jay Shetty... His, his kind of route was a little bit different, but I mean, his principles came from the whole being a monk situation and it was all through monkhood and that's where his references are. He's not training people to be a monk, by the way, but he has built that up and grown that out into purpose, but now he also has a life coaching program and more. And Mel Robbins, so I know when I think of Mel Robbins, I think of the five second rule. Now that's just one simple strategy to make sure that you do what you say you're going to do. Get yourself out of bed, etc. Like counting down from five and you've got to do it at the end, I believe is the basic strategy. Like that's what I know her for. 
Yeah, I know her content goes much wider than that. I've seen it, but like, that's what I know her for. Productivity, getting it done through just one strategy. It's thinking very carefully about how you brand yourself and your business. So I know that you'll be fearful that you want to do more than just what you're doing now. Like, Do you think I just want to do podcasts? Mm-mm-mm. Do you think I just want to teach people about podcasts? No, no, no. We want to take podcasts on for people. We want to be able to write and plan and produce podcasts for people. And I want to continue to teach it. But then I want to be able to take it further and go into other forms of content, which is what I do vaguely with Content Club, keeping myself in there. But my main focus and what I want to get known at is podcasting. I see it's a growing industry. Why would I not? And your business will be able to grow and the offers will be able to grow as you go. Now, I also want to talk about niching down in your podcast because you might be wondering, well, Chantelle, if you're saying that you need to get known for something and you want to niche in, then you you surely need a podcast that's related to that. And you'd look at this podcast and go, well, this is big vision business owners. That's not, it's not really saying podcasting. It's actually about the person. And that is a future-proofing plan. The same way that you probably wouldn't call your business like the podcast business if you were me, because there is potential for growth. I mean, it, it could be one branch of it. That's fine. But my podcast is not a lead magnet. My podcast is not there for people to consume and to learn exactly how to do a podcast. I will be having, if by the time this goes out, it's not there, I will be developing resources ongoing that help people to do that because I want to get the right people into my business. I want purpose-driven entrepreneurs. So I don't want to call it the purpose. I couldn't think of a name. I I did. There was purpose to podcast at one point, which is where the name of the program came from, Podcast Prospects in the end. So there was lots of iterations, but I felt like everybody that was purpose-driven had a big vision. And I want to be able to offer interesting thought to those people because I think those people care about interesting thought. So that was the decision around having this name for the podcast and for making it what it is because the podcast needs to be able to grow with me. That is different. My offer in my business can change. That particular niche can evolve and develop and the offer that specifically goes out can always be removed and replaced as you grow and, and you're responding to more people. So with the podcast, you don't want to have to rebrand that every three months. You want something that's going to last a little bit of time and still brings the right people into you, even if you're not making them the right offer now. So at the moment, I generally teach people to launch podcasts. There is probably going to be a phase where people want to grow their podcast. Like they've already got it, but they then need to maximize the exposure on that. I already do include those methods, but there's going to be a deeper level to that as there is with everything, right? If you have a business coach, they get you to 20K, say, 20K months, and then they'll get you up to 50K months and or whatever, you, you know, it, it doesn't just stop there. It keeps going. So when you're deciding whether to niche or not, niche in your business for getting known for what you do at the start, your podcast needs to just be adjacent and a little bit more open than that. Again, like my podcast is not called Get Seen Online or online marketing for business owners. You know, it's not as general as as that. It's big vision business owners. That's who it's for. And then the description, the first little trailer tells you quite specifically that I'm going to be talking about marketing and branding um, and going in on that at that point. Now, if you're thinking, how do I niche? The simplest way to think about a niche is ask yourself, what is it that my ideal client would be Googling right now 
And I would want to be coming up at the top for that. Not what you think, not what you think that they should be typing in, i.e. someone that is, someone that's going through grief, say, will need, could need therapy. They could need counselling, etc. They're going to be typing, how do I deal with grief? So being like a grief coach is just a better branding than therapy. Like some people might have said you need therapy, but they're going to be probably typing in therapy for grief because so many different types of therapy, therapy for trauma. And having these kind of keywords in your language and what you do and what you get known for is going to make you stand out. So I'm a podcast coach. I could call myself an online visibility coach. How many other people are there out there doing that? Social media coach is like, are you doing the social media? Are you teaching people how to do that? What do you do? Podcast, podcasting. One, it's very unique. It's it's nice and niche, but it's not blurry. It allows me to become an expert in that. And you can niche by adding in methodology. So I teach people how to get seen online through podcasting. There's every possibility that people are Googling podcasting, but that's if they know the solution. So you need to think about what situation they're in and what they're Googling. But really, my clients are going to be Googling how to get seen online or like getting more views, online visibility. These solutions are marketing, but the specific solutions could be podcasting, blogs, short form video content, Facebook ads, videos on YouTube, etc. There are actually so many solutions to that problem. The same way that in life coaching or therapy, like they are all options. For some people, CBT coaches and therapists work better or other methods, holistic treatment you know, some people prefer to go to a dietitian. Some people go prefer to go to a nutritionist. There are all slightly different things for people. Rehabilitation, a physiotherapist versus a fitness coach. Like they can, there's different solutions to the same problems. And we have to tap into the problems that our audience have. And then we can include our methodology in that too, just to niche ourselves away from that. So if you want to thrash that out, I suggest that you head to the Big Vision Business Owners community. You can drop that you're trying to niche down into that group. I'll be in there to give you some feedback and so will the other members. It's a growing new community. So feel free to post in there, get advice, tell us your updates and your wins. And we will go from there in that space to help people to niche down. I look forward to seeing those different ideas about niching in that Facebook community. Until next time, everybody, keep changing the way the world thinks one podcast at a time.